We're going to chat with Dr. Angela Chung, who is the co-lead of CanCove, the Canadian COVID-19 Perspective Cohort Study, co-lead of Reclaim, Recovering from COVID-19, Lingering Symptoms Adaptive Integrative Medicine Trial. Uh, Dr. Chung, thank you so much for your time this morning. Appreciate it. Thank you, Shay, for having me. Um, okay, can we even define long COVID? I mean, some of the reading I was doing this weekend, like there's up to 100 potential symptoms. Do we know exactly what long COVID is? Um, so uh, the WHO, the World Health Organization, uh, has a definition for um, what they call post-COVID condition, which is really long COVID, okay. as lingering symptoms um, uh, at the three-month time point. Um, so it's past sort of the three-month time point, and, uh, and it's uh, lingering, um, and that you cannot account it, uh, you know, you cannot say it's because of some other condition. Okay, so you can't find any other explanation for it. Gotcha. What are the common symptoms? What are the ones that people most commonly report? Fatigue, um, shortness of breath, uh, aches and pains, and brain fog are probably the most common type of symptoms. Okay. Um, do we have any idea what causes it? What the reason that we see it showing up, you know, as you say, three months after infection? Well, there are many hypotheses um, on why people have long COVID. Um, one of them is that there may be residual viral particles. Uh, another one is because um, it, it's something to our immune system. And so uh, it may be an inflammatory response. Um, and there are other reasons that may be um, sort of uh, maybe the cause of it, um, such as uh, dysfunction in the endothelial system. Uh, bottom line is we don't have all the answers. We are still um, looking into it. Um, and I'm not talking about just our group, but internationally. Yeah. And we, you know, it's a evolving science right now. Uh, but it is quite real. Um, it's not all in someone's head. Um, and the symptoms can be mild, but it can also be debilitating. Um, in terms of this kind of a reaction to a virus, is there other instances where this happens from other viruses? Like we know we have some sort of data that, you know, if, you, if you're infected with this virus, there is a chance that something like this, long-term symptoms or lingering symptoms can happen? For sure. I mean, there have been other viral illnesses like um, uh, mono or uh, EBV is the virus, yeah. uh, Epstein-Barr virus. Yeah. Um, there are many other viral diseases that have lingering symptoms. And, um, you know, what we're seeing in long COVID is very similar to uh, what we call MECFS, uh, myalgic encephalitis chronic fatigue syndrome. Although most of the patients that we um, usually, by the time that the MECFS patients um, contacted uh, uh, physicians and got care, got the right care, and got a diagnosis, it's many, many years out, like up to six to eight years out. Um, hmm. So we are seeing uh, early on and, um, you know, the trajectory may be quite different uh, for sort of long COVID compared to MECFS uh, patients. Okay. But we can certainly learn from that, uh, learn from sort of what works um, in some of these patients. For example, resting and pacing is important for these patients uh, to get better. 
um, and not to overdo things um, so that they don't get relapses or what um, some people will call uh, post-exertional malaise, okay. um, PEM. So there are many things that we have learned uh, over the past two years, and certainly, um, you know, uh, we're continuing. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Doing to learn as well. Um, any idea why it seems to affect some people and not others? And how many, you know, what is it? Can we put a percentage to how many people may develop long COVID? Um, so that is a great question. Uh, we estimate that um, at least 10%. Um, of patients who have had COVID uh, can get long COVID. Um, So, you know, there are more than 2.5 million people in Canada infected with COVID. So I expect, you know, at least 250,000 people. Um, But the problem is, you know, um, not everyone got PCR tested. So that number may be a Mm -hmm. low end of it. Um, And, uh, there are people with COVID that, you know, was not tested and um, they weren't tested and then they, you know, have long-term symptoms. And so uh, it can be as high as, um, you know, 30-something percent. Um, so that's the current sort of uh, guess, um, guesstimate, okay. I would say. Um, what about uh, relationship to severity of illness? I know lots of people who had a cold, maybe lost their sense of taste or smell for a couple of days. Um, if you end up in hospital on a ventilator, are your chances of getting long COVID higher than someone who had a few rough days at home? Or do we know that yet? Um, so that's a great question. Um, so what happens is that uh, my colleague and co-lead, uh, Dr. Margaret Herridge, has been, um, you know, we have been working on uh, other sort of uh, bad lung condition called ARDS, Acute Respiratory Distress Syndrome. And it's um, the, the people who were in the ICU um, for COVID um, illness, they resemble the ARDS survivors. Um, And, um, you know, the problem is teasing out how much is quote-unquote long COVID and how much is post-ICU syndrome because Mm -hmm. what happens is that we do things to patients to keep them alive that also can have adverse effects um, longer term. So the fatigue and shortness of breath and other, you know, brain fog and other things are also seen in post-ICU syndromes. And so, you know, um, how to tease that out is uh, one of the problems. Um, what I can tell you is that um, the, one of the things that we have learned from CANCOV, um, the national study, is that not only are those who are hospitalized in the ICU or in acute care um, can get long COVID, but actually the ones who were not hospitalized. So even when we think of them as having mild or moderate disease, so not sick enough to get into a hospital, um, they can also have long COVID. And what we have learned is that the more symptoms that they have at the beginning, meaning like five or more symptoms, um, then their likelihood of getting long COVID is higher. Okay, uh, almost out of time, but I want to ask you before I let you go, um, what about 
comorbidity, the risk factors we're told about for COVID, and vaccination. Do you see any correlation between vaccinated getting less long COVID, people with the common comorbidities getting more co- uh, long COVID? Do they sort of parallel as they do with the initial infection? Uh, for sure, vaccination helps. So if you don't get COVID, you don't get long COVID. Right. Um, it's that simple. Um, and if you were vaccinated, say triple vaccinated and get uh, COVID, your symptoms are milder. And so in that sense, the chance of getting long COVID is less. Um, okay. And uh, there is a study that shows that it is about 50 to 80 percent less. Wow. Okay. So dramatic. Um, doc, so, thank so vaccination you so- works. Yeah, for, no doubt about that. Uh, doctor, thank you so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That is Dr. Angela Chung, who is a co-lead of CanCove. A couple of studies looking into what they're calling long COVID and whether or not it's something that's uh, completely extraordinary. A lot of people reporting it, though.